Welcome to the One Life Maps podcast. Here's your host and co-author of Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story, Sharon Swing. We're so glad you've joined us today for the One Life Maps podcast. This is Sharon Swing, the executive director of One Life Maps and co-author along with Sybil Towner of Listen to My Life, Maps for Recognizing and Responding to God in My Story. And I'm here today with Joan Kelly, who is our director of facilitator development. And um, greetings, Joan. Hello there. We are so glad all of you could join us today. Um, Why don't you set up our topic today? Well, awesome. So today we're going to talk about a prayer that's actually on each of the maps on the Reflections page, and it's simply called the Treasured Child Prayer. And why don't I, to start, uh, just read it to you. And I actually invite you, as you even just hear these words, to just take them in in a fresh way. And it simply goes like this. It says, Remember. Remember you're a treasured child of the Most High God. Be listening for Him. He will bless you to be a blessing. I love that prayer. And I can see why, as you guys were writing these materials, you wanted to have that um, front and center and on every map. Yeah, Sybil insisted on that. And it is such a good thing because it is the reorienting point. I mean, in the, in the Listen to My Life material, there are eight maps and, and each one, um, has an introduction piece. Then there's the instructions for the map and, you know, you fill out your map. But then this reflections page, which basically after you're finished, um, then to reflect on what you've done. And to start at the top of that page with this idea that you are a treasured child of the Most High God. Be listening for him. He will bless you to be a blessing. And I can say that without looking at the text or whatever <laughs> else. I know that to, to you know, my, my innards are, are excited to have that in my memory bank um, because... It is an issue of identity. It is a reorientation. And it is a promise. Um, and it's a, that he will bless you to be a blessing. I mean, it's it just, there, that's just one piece of the promise that's, that's wrapped up mm-hmm. in there. But it, it just is a, also a promise that he, that he will be listening for us and also we can listen for him, mm-hmm. that there is this relationship involved mm-hmm. um, in this that is a two-way street and that we're invited to the table of the Trinity, <laughs> that we can participate as a treasured child mm-hmm. is a big deal. <laughs> and I think we forget. <laughs> and I love how the first word up there in bold says, remember and uh, I think we do. We need to stop and remember. You know, when you think about that word remember, um, there's remember. It means to put back together again. Mm-hmm. And we are fallen, broken people. And oftentimes by the end of the day, I have left a few pieces and parts here <laughs> along my path, right? And I need to remember. And I need to do that together with Christ. And that's, I think, what 
this prayer helps me do. Yeah, and remember, I love how you brought that up because remember, putting it back together again, it's an act of redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Jesus is all about. It's not just what he did on the cross. Mm-hmm. That was an action that changed everything, but yet it's a continual redemption that it's always in motion and always in action. It's not a history lesson. Mm-hmm. My goodness. you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of the thing that um, I did not put together in my upbringing, that it was still in action. It was still in motion. Mm-hmm. It felt more like a history lesson to me. Mm-hmm. And it may not have been taught that way, but that's kind of how I took it in. Mm-hmm. And this remember and I, I don't know if I would even call it a um, a prayer as much as it is a um, I, I guess it it's almost as if God is speaking it to us and mm-hmm. I don't know what that makes it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a daily remembering I think that's what I'm kind of mm-hmm. picking up as you talk here Sharon and I, I think Great grace comes on it in, in daily doses every day, and we can look at it uh, like a history lesson, like it happened. I made that commitment, and now we move on with life again. And mm-hmm. we do need to um, have this dailiness to our to our faith, and that does require remembering. And I think it even a way that see, I grew up I grew up Missouri Synod Lutheran, and they have this they have a um, their tradition is to baptize children, um, uh, babies. And um, there's there's a very, very high view of the sacrament. And so the way that they look at it is that that is the um, the entrance point, the welcoming of, mm-hmm. uh, of a baby into the family of God is that sacrament of baptism. And so it was news to me that I needed to make a decision when I heard that hmm. a little bit later on in life. I was like, wait a minute. It was it felt like a best kept secret. But now I kind of look at it as, you know, reorienting my life around the idea that there's an original blessing. I was born into God's blessing. I, I want to start the story at Genesis 1, not Genesis 3. And remember that when God made human human beings, he said, it is very good. And that's true of when I came on the scene, too. And it's always been in action. Um, and it is still in action. And my commitment, so to speak, was not a turning point where I was... Uh, where I was not, all of a sudden I became a treasured child. It's kind of an interesting thing to me that that, that was affirmed in an, in an infant baptism to me. Hmm. Then I crossed the line of faith and was baptized once again because it was of my own volition. It was my own choice. Um, but God was drawing me the whole time. Mm-hmm. I could never have come to that place of of making a decision. And actually, I, I when it happened for me, it wasn't exactly that I that I made a commitment. I kind of threw my life at God and said, "Please do something mm-hmm. with it." Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, please do something better with it than I could do with it because <laughs> I'm I'm kind of messing things up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, 
but this this particular prayer is a reminder that it's all part of the story hmm. and it's always been true and my awareness of it changes mm-hmm. and my level of dedication to that i to the ideas that shape me that that God has put out there for all generations to um to take in and to live by that we are treasured children mm-hmm. and our level of awareness of just how treasured we are um, fades at times. It it has an ebb and flow to it and it does need to be a daily reminder that we're in fact inviting people into the flow of remembering mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. are treasured ch- children of the most high God and be listening for him. He will bless you to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And that's true for anyone everywhere, that that invitation is wide open. And there's a piece of me that just is, um, that this per- these particular words speak so much truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and can we embrace them on, you know, on a daily basis? I like to think about... Um, when I wake up in the morning and if I see the sunrise or not, but, but, uh, coming back to the fact that this is a brand new day mm-hmm. that God has never created before, like that changes my perspective about the day right there because it can feel like, Oh, it's another Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and here are the things I need to do. But can I wake up in the morning and go, Oh my gosh, God made a brand new day today that he's going to allow me to be a part of. Um, I will never be in these um, situations, in these conversations, in these meetings, in interactions with my family in quite this way ever again. Mm. And for me, that has to do with this treasured child piece. Like that's how, not only is that how my day is, but that's how God views me. Like you are my treasured child that I get to do this day with and I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Let's do it together. Mm Mm-hmm. He will bless you to be a blessing. And that part for me also packs in that there will be enough. Hmm. He will bless you to be a blessing. There will be enough for me and there will be enough to share. Mm -hmm. That I don't have to have a scarcity mentality Mm -hmm. about the day, wondering if I'll have enough or not. Um, Some days I will have more than others. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yet... Um, his presence is enough. And even in the darkest of times, his presence is enough. And I don't have to grasp and claw and worry and ruminate mm-hmm. and and all about those things. I will be blessed to be a blessing. And um, those are those are wonderful promises to be reminded of. And I think particularly, I mean... I, where you have placed these statements um, in the work of the maps, it's generally after someone has completed the, you know, documenting of their story. Maybe it's even after they have been listened to. But to come back again to these phrases and be reminded that, yes, okay, let's say you did my life story. Yes, I did the work of looking at my story together with you, Lord. And it was hard work and it was beautiful work. But to come back to these faithful promises and be reminded once again, 
You're not in this alone. He's with you in it. He wants to bless you and he wants to remind you that you are treasured. Mm-hmm. So I love that it's actually here on the Re- reflections page. Um, even before I go into perhaps, you know, some additional questions and reflections related to the work that I've just done to pause and be reminded of the simple promises, but very profound promises. Because if they're on every map, it would be easy to skip over that. Absolutely. And yet it's easy to skip over it every day. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, the times I've facilitated or led or coached someone through the maps where I haven't made much of that phrase, I haven't said those words out loud enough Mm -hmm. to the person I'm listening to. Mm -hmm. And maybe, maybe even saying it before and after I listen to someone every time. Um, that may seem kind of odd to them to start out with, but I wonder if I did it often enough, it would sink in a little bit more mm-hmm. as well. I mean, what if as you were beginning to, you know, share your map, someone says that over you or you speak it out loud, mm-hmm. you know, before any words mm-hmm. uh, come out of your mouth. Yeah. And and I also think it it re- it would reduce at that it, that part of of before someone starts to tell their story, to have it spoken over you, it's also then a reminder to to the whoever's speaking that you don't have to worry about perceptions of other people or how this is going to sound or look to someone else or whatever else. You're a treasured child of the Most High God. Like, what could you say that would make you unacceptable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or um, outside of God's love? Mm-hmm. This is... This is the truth of, of who you are, that God's God's grace and love is so wide, so deep, so high, that you, you can't step out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, or as a listener, saying those words to the person sharing your story and being reminded like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I've been given the honor and the privilege to hold the story of this treasure child of the most high God. And be in a space where I can listen together with God for them. Um, that's beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful privilege. Yeah, and the words treasured child, treasured child. Um, I think of how much we love our children, just how deeply we, oh my goodness, I can't even <laughs> get emotional when I think about it. Mm-hmm. We're moms that love deeply. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they are treasured by us. Mm-hmm. And to think of the magnitude of God's love for them mm-hmm. that is so much larger than our own. Yeah. It's hard to take in. Yeah. It is um, an amazing truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. That uh, the God that made us has more love for me than I have for my son. Mm-hmm. It's pretty huge. It's pretty amazing that that's that's the God we have. But is that how we walk through our days? Wiping my tears and hitting my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we go through our days and and uh, we don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and raising the awareness of that for ourselves. I mean, basically it's kind of like an opportunity to breathe in love Mm -hmm. so that we actually have something to breathe out Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
for the benefit of others in the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, those practices of putting those things in our rhythm, even what I'm thinking about the fact that I should probably put a reminder on my phone for like 7 a.m. every morning <laughs> for this to come up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that this I want I want it to come to me mm-hmm. every morning mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that um, that that highlights it even more than it is embedded in me right now, mm-hmm. because I think it would change the way I live mm-hmm. if I am even more consciously Mm-hmm. aware of it and living into it. I love mm-hmm. that phrase that that Sybil uses, living into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, okay, we can we can know something, but then what does it take to live into that truth? Like, how does it really change things? And how much time it takes to live into these truths um, of who we are. Mm-hmm. And who our what our identity is, and and paired with the with the practice of of life mapping, because what what life mapping does, and we'll do a whole episode on this at some point in time, is we look at life mapping and life story as a spiritual practice, like keeping track of your own story, mm-hmm. and. This particular prayer, this or these words that will hopefully wash over us and into mm-hmm. us, are um, are meant to change our story, mm-hmm. change the way we live it out as we live into it, and how we pass it on. And um, yeah, think about went to two. Uh, there were two funerals this weekend. Mm. Um, one I attended, and uh, the other I was told about while I was at a at, at a wedding shower, uh, a bridal shower. But both of them, the words that were spoken about these people's lives and how they built into others, and one of them packed out a little Methodist, a country little Methodist church, to the point where not only did they have uh, the sanctuary was filled, but all of the classrooms were filled and all the basement area and, you know, so they did and everything. And they were feeding that into, you know, through the TV to all of those rooms because there was just so many people that gathered to pay their respects and to celebrate the life mm. of this man. And there is something about those kinds of funerals. I mean, every funeral reminds you something about how you want to live. Mm-hmm. Either not live or live. I remember mm-hmm. attending the funeral of a friend's father, and there were three of us friends that showed up in support of the daughter who mm-hmm. had lost her father, and there were four other people in the room. Hmm. Wow. And um, it, this man wasn't old enough to have lost everybody else in his life or mm. whatever else. It was, he did not live it well. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had passed along pain. Mm-hmm. He had come along, he had, he had received pain and he had breathed it out. Mm-hmm. And those funerals you learn something from too. Mm-hmm. You do, you do. And I think some of this is, is taking responsibility for, for being able to decide what kind of life you want to live. Mm-hmm. And this particular truth is kind of bedrock mm-hmm. of if I believe this, will it change 
how I go about receiving love and my capacity to give love. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. I want to breathe it in from God and breathe it out in, mm-hmm. in my actions every day. Mm-hmm. I love the phrase. I've used it a few times on some notes to people that, um, you know, you are you love well and you are well loved. And so it, it feels like this breathing in and out that you're talking about. And that's that's how I want to live my life. You know, I want it to be just a part of the fabric of who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so can you take some phrases like this, you're a treasure child of the most high God. And can you, um, you know, make it a breath prayer <laughs> that you say throughout the day, or you come back to when, mm-hmm. um, things are tough or you need to refocus or reorient, um, as you start your day, as you end your day, as you interact, you, you move into a conversation or the next meeting of the day to pause for five seconds mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, say those words and be reminded. And, you know, it right smack dab in the middle of it. It's it, the, the phrase, once again, is you are a treasured child of the most high God. Be listening for him. He will bless you to be a blessing and be listening for him is right mm-hmm. the center point of that. Mm-hmm. Um, one ear tuned toward the God that loves us um, all the time. Mm-hmm. I always like to tell my kids when they're, you know, heading into a, you know, something challenging in their life or, you know, it could be a conversation, it could be a test, it could be, a, you know, a next business meeting, whatever, wherever they're at, like, just remember, you know, remember two things. Remember who you follow and who you are. Um, but also remember you don't walk into that, whatever that place is, alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you walk in as a treasure child. Um, God is with you no matter what happens um, in that time, in that space, in that room, in that conversation. You don't walk in alone. No matter how good the success or how mm-hmm. deep the failure, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's true. Mm-hmm. So grab the the door handle as you go in and just, you know, take the two or three second pause to do that. Mm-hmm. And it changes how we are when we're there, but also when we leave. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to let ego, you know, uh, the, the success engrandize our ego. Or are we going to let failure um, destroy our self-image or mm-hmm. um, whatever it is? It's it. I think it, it's it's another way to kind of keep us steady, rooted, grounded, um, in a way that I think. Gosh, I wish I would, you know, in in my lifetime, really grasped onto this much earlier, and just a good reminder of how much more I want to live into it. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of the story. Uh, we have a friend. Uh, Sue Passano, and she is a um, beautiful woman, and she teaches young girls how to dance. And mm. she was at a, a foster camp, uh, foster kids camp that I was serving at. And every afternoon, the young girls who had been in, I know there are many foster situations that are excellent, but these were some of the most challenging foster situations these kids were coming from for this week-long camp where they have been essentially <laughs> told over and over again how tre- what a treasure child they were. 
And Sue would have the girls every afternoon and teach them uh, some worship dance. And they would play songs, and she had um, beautiful ribbons and capes that they could wear. And as they um, began the week, I got to watch a a piece of her working with the girls. And she said, you know, if we are going to worship our father, we have to remember that we are a princess, Mm -hmm. you know, of the Most High God. And so she said, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to learn how to walk like a princess. And Mm -hmm. so she, you know, had them pretend that they were putting a crown on their head and, and reminded them what it meant to walk like a princess, you know, to stand tall, to stand firm in the foundation of remembering, you know, who their their father were. And they were in the mm-hmm. middle of, you know, learning who Jesus was as well. But to see these young, you know, six, seven, eight-year-old girls um, walk around the, the, you know, worship stage, you know, learning what it means to be a princess, learning what it means to be a treasured child. It was a beautiful thing. I just sat there weeping because that's not what they experienced in real life. But she was introducing them to a God who saw them as treasured children. Mm-hmm. And walk like a treasured child. Yes. <laughs> Good reminder for all of us. Yep. Walk like a treasured child. Mm-hmm. And uh, with, plenty to, the, with plenty and plenty to give. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, I think that's probably enough for today. We've, uh, oh, I love these conversations. So thanks for listening. And Joan, thanks once again for sharing the conversation with me. Awesome. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, please. Uh, we would love it if you'd subscribe and rate and uh, also um, just leave a comment on these episodes and share them if you feel they're worthy. Um, we'd love to spread the word of of just people being treasured children of the Most High God and uh, what we do with life mapping with Listen to My Life, maps for recognizing and responding to God in my story. And One Life Maps is where you can contact us. And uh, we'd love to serve you. So let us know how that might work for you. Service at onelifemaps.com is where you can uh, send us an email and we'll get back to you real soon. Many blessings, everyone. You are a treasured child of the Most High God be listening for him. He will bless you to be a blessing. Have you thought, I don't know myself anymore? Have you wondered, is there something more? Are you at a crossroads in life and asking, which way will lead me toward expressing more of who I am made to be? Are you looking for a way to understand the restlessness you feel inside? Are you seeking a deeper spiritual life? and desire to rediscover who you are through God's eyes. If you've wondered any of these things before, you're ready for the life-mapping experience of Listen to My Life. Go to onelifemaps.com to purchase your portfolio of visual life maps. While you're there, check out our upcoming virtual coaching groups, live workshops, and options for you to facilitate the Listen to My Life experience with others. That's onelifemaps.com. O-N-E-L-I-F-E. M-A-P-S dot com.